Hey, this is Mike Conway with Retail Intel. I recently had the pleasure of talking to Phillips Edison Senior Vice President of Property Management, Eric Richter, and Senior Vice President of Customer Experience, Don Stamper. Take a listen as we chat about some of the new initiatives being rolled out and how our property management experts have responded to the unique retail environment we're all faced with right now. All right, here today with our Senior VP of Property Management, Eric Richter. Eric and I have worked together for a long time now. Uh, How long have you been at Phillips Edison? Uh, Since 2001, so almost 19 years. So... What did you do prior? Uh, I, I was in the uh, same same kind of same thing with uh, facility management, and then I was uh, I ran the operations at a water park in Cincinnati. Very cool. Well, good deal. So we're going to talk a little bit about you know what's happening in the recovery, and specifically what uh, our you know excellent property management group their their role in the recovery and all of the programs that we have going on. And Eric is absolutely the expert on that, so let's just jump right into it. So, I mean, what do you? What's been going on as as far as property management goes? Tell us about what you think your role in the recovery has been, and some specific programs that you have going on. All right. Yeah. So with with COVID nineteen, the, the the main issue that that uh, we've had as uh, as a property management team is over communicating and, and trying to keep the communication lines. Uh, open to our, our tenants who, who we uh, refer to as our neighbors. Uh, still trying to hit the 24-hour turnaround times on, on any emails or, or, or phone calls just to uh, kind of ease the, uh, ease the mind of, of some of these uh, uh, business owners that are going through some, some tough times. Yeah, so we've got, I believe the number is like 6,500 tenants. Is that about right? Yeah, it's about right. 6,500 tenants, and I mean... Again, I've seen it. I've been at Phillips Edison for 15 years now. And just, I mean, I think hands down the best property management group in the business. And it's the title is a little bit deceiving because it's much more than a, a property management group uh, per se, just maintaining the properties. Your team is doing everything from collecting rents and getting different sales reports together, um, in addition to developing really out-of-the-box programs uh, that we can t- jump into in a little bit, but c- tell us a little bit about the group. How many property managers do you have, and then on site? Uh, yeah, so, well. so we have um, we have four regional VPs that set up um, in the west, the north, the southeast, and the mid Atlantic, and then we have uh, approximately twenty three property managers underneath them, supported by nine property management assistants. Tell us a little bit about some of the some of the programs that you guys have implemented. Okay. Over the last few weeks. Yeah, so so over the last few weeks, we've um, implemented a, a couple of things. One, we, uh, we're very relaxed on the the signage requirements now with uh, with some of our, our neighbors. Uh, we've we've got a lot of um, uh, neighbors that are putting exterior signage up, banners up. You know, we're we're open signs. Uh, welcome back. We're we're very relaxed on that. So. We're helping them to create the signage. Also, our, our marketing team uh, is available to um, to create instead of having the old handwritten signs. We'll do a professionally created sign or, or or banner, and then our marketing team has also produced 
welcome back signs and the six foot spacing signs for inside the, the tenant spaces. So when I look at the group, I mean, it's, it, it's tough to wrap your arms around because I mean, 6,500 tenants throughout all of the United States. So you've really got to have a, a really um, well-built structure in place, which you do. So, I mean, are those requests coming in? I mean, you're got, I really think of your, your team as kind of the boots on the ground, front line, in addition to some of the leasing agents that are in the field. But I mean, you guys are seeing from day one, you've experienced um, you know, COVID-19 and then in turn, the different requests that have been coming in. So how are you guys handling, I mean, this flood of emails and calls and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we started, I think at the end of the, maybe December, early January, we, we rolled out a, uh, a communication platform that we called Dashcom. And that, that allows all of our, our tenants to send in an email to, to one spot and then it's distributed or allocated out through that internal platform. So if, if, if somebody has a roof leak, it'll come into the property management team uh, and then it will also go straight to our, our roofing uh, partner. If they have an issue about billing or um, anything accounting related, it'll flow straight to the accounting team without uh, interruption. And so they can, they can actually pay their bill and you know, view their statements via Dashcom as well as um, submit sales. Yeah, correct, correct. Okay. And that, that has really helped uh, the, the, the sales collection piece. Uh, we, before the COVID uh, hit, we were up around 95% collection on, on sales uh, by using the, the, the property management team as well as this, uh, the, the new uh, submission tool, Dashcom. Yeah, I mean, this, I know the tool, it, obviously we wouldn't wish you know, COVID-19 on, on anybody, but the fact that we had this in place prior to, I think really just streamlined the communication and gave us a little bit of an edge there and a, uh, really just an, an outlet and one place for the tenants, the neighbors to be able to go and, and log into and connect with Phillips Edison. So yes, de- definitely a game changer. Before COVID, we were getting about a hundred requests per month. Uh, and they were scattered, they were coming in. Yeah, all and, and, and as soon as um, uh, COVID hit, we went from a hundred per month to a thousand per month. So it's, it's really been able to uh, help us uh, control the, the, the message, get the um, responses back in a timely manner throughout you know, the whole organization. That's really, really good. Um, so with that, I mean, tell us a little bit about, I know you've implemented, and I think this came directly from you, and it, it's, it was a great idea. The, we call it the Phillips Edison, the Pico front row to go. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that program. So as our, as our team is, um, uh, is out touring sites uh, and the, the, the businesses just started to reopen, we noticed that there was a need for curbside pickup uh, because a lot of the, the restaurants that were closed were still offering uh, curbside pickup. And, and from there, it went from like the GNCs who were doing curbside. So we, we wanted to to help identify um, uh, that opportunity with, with the, these, these tenants by giving them that front row uh, parking. And uh, it, it took Tracy Hall and I about five minutes to come up with the front row to go. We had our, our um, vendor, our asphalt vendor, who has done a lot of work for us, one of our better strategic partners, helped us design the logo. And we got all of that from, uh, from a, a conversation that was started on a Friday 
to an install on uh, our first install was on that Tuesday. Wow! So we we're it's uh, it really helps to have these you know good nimble strategic partners that. You know, one day they might be doing asphalt. The next day they're they're helping you to create logos. That's really good. And we will we're going to link some pictures uh, to this episode and, and do some social media posts. So look for those um, because I mean, it, until you see it in action, it you know it's, it's tough to visualize. But the fact that you guys were able to roll that out in four or five days, and now I mean, how many would you say are yep. So, so right now, our goal is to have 1,400 stalls um, in place by the end of uh, end of June, and that's you know at, at over 300 shopping centers. So those are dedicated parking spots dedicated parking. in front of the. Typically, uh, it could be anything from a restaurant. You mentioned, I mean, even a vape shop. Yeah. Uh, what other types of uses? Uh, GNC is is pretty big on um, on curbside pickup, um, and, and just. Pretty much all of the uh, staples, any of that, the, the soft goods. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing to see how innovative some of these uh, these these tenants are uh, in in the time of, of you know true need where uh, they were shut down, but then they were still open and operating, trying to get you know at least some uh, revenue in. That's great. You know, another initiative that comes to mind that you know we've been working on just as an entire company is. Uh, outdoor seating. So as you know, restaurants start to open up, and coffee shops and um, other uses out there that implement or that utilize outdoor seating. We've identified all of these spaces throughout the portfolio, these existing businesses that that have the opportunity to do outdoor seating. And you know, in the past, we had some some stringent guidelines on who and who can and cannot u- utilize outdoor seating. Well, I think we've opened up the door to just about anybody that can can do it. So I think that's a key program that you guys have been working on, identifying these spaces, relaxing the rules, if you will, and allowing people to get out and you know conduct their business. So do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, we're, we're working really closely with the asset management team to identify some of these opportunities. And then our construction team is is pricing those out. And I assume they'll start rolling some of those improvements out and those those new amenities out probably within the next uh, few weeks. Yeah, cuz I mean the one thing that we, you know, really pride ourselves on is you know we're in the neighborhoods, a lot of suburban grocery anchored shopping centers located a lot in a lot of cases walkable. So it's great to 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 hear this program happening, get people out and about and start start conducting business as usual. Yeah, and, and like I said with with some of these tenants being so innovative I was at Bartow, uh, Georgia, one of our shopping centers, and the, the restaurant guy made his own walk-up window out of like plexiglass, and you open up his door, and there he had his, his homemade walk-up window, and and he he termed it window trading. So I was going to uh, trademark that and, and uh, push that out. Window trading, I like it. Trading. I like it. Very good. Tell us a little bit about. I know. You have been just on the forefront of security and technology and uh, utilizing the different things that are out there. So what's happening in your world as far as security goes these days? Yeah, so one thing that, that always pops up when that you have stores closing and hours restricted, people take the, that opportunity to go and make a quick buck by breaking into space. And we have a, a good relationship with stealth monitoring and they have the 24-hour monitored cameras 
we have those cameras that are aimed at the front of the shopping center, the back of the shopping center, as well as on, on the rooftop. So we can pretty much identify these guys before they do the, the damage and, and have the local authorities. Uh, I always enjoy going out. into your office when we were in the office because, I mean, you walk into Eric Richter's office and it's it's like NASA in there. He's, he's literally got a giant, what is it, a 60-inch flat screen TV that's you know divided up into constantly rotating our shopping centers throughout um, so we can monitor all of the activity. So, yeah, so really it's, it's, it, I have about 36 uh, uh, camera views on there, but uh, stealth monitoring, when you go into their office down in, uh, in Texas, they've got hundreds of those same photos, and, and they, uh, they, have, uh, they provide incentives to their employees to identify those, um, those suspects before it happens. So. Good deal. So another key initiative that you've been working on, I mean, it's got to be a decade plus now, is just we call it ancillary income. And this could be anything that, that happens uh, that generates money with, from the parking lot, essentially. Um, so is it just the parking lot? Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's the parking lot. It's the, um, any temporary inline spaces, the rooftops, uh, ATMs, um, solar, solar panels uh, where we get roof rental. Um, any of the cell towers, but that that is actually what well, we started that that initiative formally. We, we uh, uh, adopted it from the, the, your leasing team uh, in 2008. Uh, we, we saw the same opportunities during this time as we did during that recession. We have a, a relationship with Starlight Media and Look Media and some of these other uh, small uh, billboard uh, companies that have secured a deal with the CDC to advertise, you know, make sure you wash your hands, wear the mask. So we're rolling those uh, either electronic uh, digital boards or the static boards out as many centers that we can to help with that um, that messaging. And we get a little bit of income from them. So. Right, so I mean, as far as the ancillary income, I can't you know stress enough the success that your group has had with it. Um, you don't need to talk numbers, but how about percentages? I mean, have I know the goal is, is always increased every year on you, but yeah. we do anywhere from uh, a couple million to to five million a, a year on, on new deals, and that's just when I mean, we call it picking up pennies. I mean, this could be anything from Christmas tree sales to an ATM. I mean, what's a typical ATM generate a year? Uh, I think they're anywhere from fifteen hundred to thirty five hundred dollars per month. Wow, that yeah. is that is really good. And, and you got to remember. We don't have a lot of indoor malls, so we, we you know our our average shopping center is one hundred thirteen thousand square feet with a with a grocer um, and some small B shops. So we're really limited on our inventory. Uh, uh, our leasing guys do such a great job. Uh, it's tough for us to find a box to do a Halloween stores or some of this temp stuff. So we are actually just you know creating inventory on a daily basis. Right. So what, what would you say, what's the best example out there of, you know, the most successful or, or income generating ancillary income? I think the best one that we have is with our uh, solar developer where uh, they pay uh, roof rental and we get uh, an opportunity to, to provide the neighbors or the common area electric um, uh, uh, rates at a discount. Wow. So, okay. So Phillips Edison essentially earns a fee on the, on the solar panel and then the tenant saves money. You got it. That's yep. really good. Yeah. 
Yeah. So tell me a little bit, I mean, those are all great initiatives. Tell me a little bit about some sustainability initiatives that the group has happening yeah. right now. So we started our sustainability initiative formally about the same time as we did our special leasing, our ancillary leasing opportunities. And the latest thing, uh, and of course, you know, we're installing uh, high-efficiency HVAC. We're doing a lot of uh, the, the LED lighting retrofits. But the big thing for us this year is our first year to, um, uh, to do the Gresby submission, and it's the uh, global real estate benchmarking. Uh, so we'll be able to benchmark our, against uh, our, our peers uh, in probably two years, because the first year we can keep it um, to ourselves and, and, and private but then the second time you do it, you know, hopefully your scores get a little bit better um, and you, you learn a little bit more and you, you know, implement some, uh, some more uh, sustainable policies and procedures to get those scores up. But you know, it, it's going to be a real challenge for our team to, uh, uh, to increase those scores year over year. Man, thanks a lot for stopping in. I mean, to put it in perspective, I mean, this guy never stops working. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. He's visiting our shopping centers here in Louisville and and Kentucky over the next couple days. He decided to stop in. We're in my living room doing the Retail Intel podcast. So thanks a lot to Eric Richter. It's been a pleasure working with you all these years. And uh, we're going to get through this thing and let's keep rolling. Thanks, man. Yep. Thanks for inviting me, Mike. And great house, great kids, great new dog. And uh, you made me wear a uh, a sport coat in 90 degree weather. So that's great. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Eric. So we were lucky enough to have Don Stamper in the house as well. She was uh, she made the trip with Eric Richter. They're out touring properties all over Kentucky, Road Warriors. Uh, so they stopped by my house today, and we decided to uh, record an episode of Retail Intel. So Don has been at Phillips Edison for how long now? Um, going on 13 years, I think. 13 years, and you were, you, you were in property management for the majority of the time. And I know mm-hmm. you transitioned mm-hmm. with a big promotion as Senior Vice President of Customer Experience. And that's been a really cool, unique role, I know, for you. You want to tell us a little bit about it? And then, it, really, I want to hear about Dashcom and the whole rollout. Yeah, so that role kind of, um, kind of started to take place when... Uh, Phillips Edison started to really focus on how we could differentiate ourselves between um, uh, from uh, from our peers by focusing on our customers, which are our tenants. And um, so we started developing a platform that they could use to communicate with us and that we could use to communicate with them as well. Um, and and just really started focusing on how we could be more accessible to them. Um, our company seems very large to a mom and pop tenant, and this way they can easily access whoever they need to uh, talk to without really even knowing um, how to how to navigate our lar- larger corporation. So they go on to Dashcom, which is it's just a website that they can access from their phone, computer, wherever. And they type in their question, and it gets routed to the correct department. So even if the last person they talked to was a property manager, if they're asking a billing question, before they would probably just call the property manager because that was the last person they talked to. And now they'll go onto the onto Dashcom, and it gets routed to the accounting so, yeah, so team it's, instead. So it's a one-stop. Yep. Yeah, you don't have to pick up the phone and navigate through a, right. a crazy phone system. 
submit your question, it gets routed, and then we we provide the answer immediately. So that I think that's that's really really cool. Now, in addition, I, they can pay their bill, right? So we are we haven't gotten that set up yet, but that's the next um, module that will be set up where they'll be able to go on and and um, pay their bill directly from there. It will link. Uh, right now, we're moving over to uh, VersaPay, and once we get that transition done, we'll link Dashcom to that through uh, an SSO, and then they'll be able to to link those together instead of having to go to two different places. Right now, they log into Bill Trust if they want to pay the bill, but that'll soon soon be connected. Yeah, that's great. I know the feedback has been just yeah. outstanding from the tenants. I mean, the key was that this was in place prior to COVID-19. Yes. So it was a great initiative that, that you put in place prior to all of this, and it has certainly helped. So how is that? What's been the experience and the response? Uh, yeah, so honestly, before COVID, we had about probably 100 requests a month on there. And um, But then after that, the, just the sheer volume of people trying to get in touch with us, um, that the number of requests just skyrocketed to about a thousand a month, um, which has really helped the tenants see the value of being able to contact us and contact several of us all at once. So the way the system works is it comes in, it gets routed to two or three people depending on what they enter in. Um, they always, all of them get routed to me so that I can see, make sure that we're tracking along and responding to them. So that was huge to the tenants. For us, it made it a whole lot easier to send out blast notifications. So when we were doing all of our um, providing COVID-19 resources to the tenants and we were doing all of our recordings and um, podcasts and all of those things that we were doing, we were blasting that out to all of our tenants across the 300 plus centers all at once. So instead of having to create emails and, and just trying to somehow let the tenants know what we were doing, we were able to do that pretty much at a touch of a button. That's been really, really effective. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen everything from you know, uh, a renewal request mm-hmm. to a question about landscaping to a question about outdoor seating yep. uh, to a billing, you know, question. So it, it's been very effective to have, you know, one place, one portal that the tenant can log into and mm-hmm. get all of the information. So I think that's really, really good. Yeah, construction even used it the other day. They're starting a um an out parcel construction project, and they used it to notify all of the tenants at once instead of having to, for construction doesn't keep um, contact information for the tenants usually. So they were able to just log on to Dashcom, send all of the notifications through there. So it's been pretty varied and and wide what we've been able to use it for. But I mean, even honestly, using it for more things than I ever envisioned. I mean, of course I didn't envision COVID-19, but I mean, just other things as well. Yeah. So it's been great. That's great. Yeah. Is it available to everybody at this point? Every single center is on there, except for the ones that are actually under contract. Gotcha. So it, it, even if they're on the dispo list, if they're not actually under contract, they're on there. Cool. So all right, it's been exciting. Well, good deal. Well, thanks to Eric and Don for uh, coming down to Louisville and joining me in the living room uh, for on a nice sunny day. 
Thanks so much to Eric and Don. Please tune in to more retail episodes in the coming weeks. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at mconway at phillipsedison.com. Thank you.